0: Namaste Acharya Ji. Namaste, Professor. (coughs) I watched your recent video, Loving Your Fake Lifestyle. In that video, you used two words. One is abuse of consciousness and another was corporates are dehumanizing the employees. In that context, I wanted to ask you, this dehumanization actually is not only happening in corporates. But I think it is something that starts with the family itself. And the second thing is um, the abuse of uh, consciousness. We are aware about the gross forms of uh, abuse of consciousness. But we don't know much about the subtle forms of abuse of consciousness. This is one part of the question. Second part is, this is like little paradoxical. Now we see the world is moving towards destruction and climate change. Now, all the students who are studying in higher institutions, they are going to join all the corporates that are part of the problem. So, how how do we help these students to make them aware that where they are going and investing their life is actually pushing their contribution of their life towards the destruction of the planet and At the same time, we could also talk about the subtle forms of abuse of consciousness.
1: You see, to use human thought, feelings, energy, any resources available to the human being, for any end objective other than liberation is actually abuse of consciousness Hmm? when you are physically alive, you are said to be conscious, right? yeah so abuse of consciousness is simply abuse of life Hmm? to use your life for any final purpose other than liberation from various kinds of bondages including your biological instincts and ignorance is what is abuse of consciousness. What is uh, gross abuse of consciousness? What is subtle abuse of consciousness? What is gross, what is subtle? That which the eyes can easily perceive and the ears can easily hear and the skin can touch is said to be Gross. gross. Whereas that which can only be imagined, ideated, or conceptualized is said to be subtle. So, when you are using material uh, in the hope that uh, material will give you lasting fulfillment, that is gross abuse. When you are dabbling in theories and concepts and ideas, and think that uh, ideology is of some kind that which we call as love hmm, that too is an ideology because that is not real love, that's a thought hmm, that's an idea, that's an image so when you go about this usual business of love that is a subtle abuse of consciousness And when it comes to the question regarding corporates that uh, students pass out and then they serve the same corporations that are directly or indirectly responsible for much of the tragedy today unfolding on this planet, well, uh, the answer should be obvious. Before the students uh, sit for their placements, there has to be... uh, a sufficiently long workshop, or a trimester long course hmm, that deals with the various industries and if needed, takes up case studies pertaining to the regular employers, why not? Don't we take up case studies uh, that uh, deal with specific companies? hmm? But there we uh, want to know how well they are doing in their marketing strategy how their SHRM is proceeding or what kind of cost accounting or financial management systems do they use. We should also have case studies that take up for example their environmental record. Students should know the firm that they are opting for to what extent is it life friendly To what extent is your employer consciousness friendly? Students should know that. But that kind of case study is neither written nor taught, whereas that should be a very important thing. It is very possible that if you open up the entire kundali of a very lucrative employer, the employer might have to return empty handed from the placement cell. Or maybe I am just being wishful. Maybe the students would still go for that company in spite of knowing everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was coming to that the conflict of interest. My career versus my career goal versus you know, how to what extent I can actually accommodate the organization that is involved.
1: You see, in, in an ideal sense, obviously, you should uh, not spend a second at an improper place. But then life is not ideal. Ideas are just thoughts. Hmm? Uh, We might seek freedom from all our constraints, but our immediate fact is that we are operating within constraints. So, with all your honesty, and only you can answer it fully, with all your honesty, try your best to use your constraints in a way that your constraints are loosened. Right now, I am speaking in constraints. My fellow professor, my friend here, he too is speaking in certain constraints. We started at a specific time. We will have to end at a specific time. And there are a thousand other practical and worldly constraints at every moment, wherever you are, whatever you are doing. The goal therefore has to be to operate in a way within your constraints that you make your way out of the constraints, as they say, if you are lost in a thick, dark jungle, what do you do? You'd have to move within the jungle. Within the jungle. But you have to move within the jungle in a way that takes you out, out of, of the jungle. jungle. The jungle is there, we cannot wish it away. At the same time, we cannot turn this into an alibi. What do I do? I was born in a jungle. So all my life, I just kept wandering in the jungle. That's a
2: poor excuse. Hmm?
0: Okay, so last uh, thing. This dehumanization, which starts from the family, institution of family, where the family only conditions the child, saying you only belong to these people, then goes to the education, where he is constantly told you have to only work for yourself. And then when he comes in that kind of a state, it's like very difficult to, to even realize for that person to what extent the conditioning has gone no, into No,
1: then the ones who have realized must try to make it easier for the ones who have not realized but have the potential to realize. Right? Yes. So, obviously, the way the child is born and brought up, it is very difficult for him to just know on his own. Hmm? We said a while back that uh, even if you live for a thousand years, Vidya will not automatically come to you you will have to put in dedicated effort. But then if there are people who have who have begun opening their eyes to whatever extent it is then their responsibility to create conditions in which the, uh, the child hmm, the next child born has it easier than the, they had So, create institutions, modify uh, our habits, curriculum, the curricula, there is so much that the child goes through. Try taking care of it. There is no other way, (laughs) there is no other way. Otherwise, the system is very much a closed and self-contained one the cycle of ignorance will continue for a million years and there is nothing within the cycle that will disrupt it. Right? It can just continue. You have uh, tribesmen who have been living in a particular way, completely unchanged since the beginning of civilization. Yeah. Nothing has changed. The indigenous people. Yes, right? Yes. And not only have they not changed, Many of them actively and very aggressively resist any external contact. If you want to get in touch with them, you will be met with bows and arrows. Yes. So that's the way of Prakriti, physical nature. The responsibility therefore belongs to those who have begun knowing those who do not know we are explain. also free of responsibility.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just if I can just add one sentence on uh, nature and uh, you know how the businesses are sort of uh, assaulting the nature and all that. I was only wondering. I keep saying this to my students all the time. This whole idea, let us protect nature, is a Western lens to the solving the problem. If I keep telling my students, I discuss also in my courses, sometimes very seriously and so on. I think the only education we need, nature needs absolutely no helping hand from ordinary mortals like us. My favourite example is in three hours in 2013, a place called Kedarnath. the clock was owned by 150 years. That's all nature, nature can take its own. So I think the education that we need, which we are also trying quite seriously, I think we should know that we need to be very responsibly that paraspara bhava, which in Gita they talks about. I think that's the kind of thing that maybe i will just add that on the top of this conversation.
1: That's quite fundamental to the whole thing. You see, we have that ego, hmm? and that ego to address its own uh, lack of contentment wants to use the entire world, everything exists so that it can be used by me. So we use all the physical nature, right? And the feeling is of control. I will control it, I will control it for my own welfare, right? I am am smart, I am wise, I am not doing well, I am internally bankrupt, and yet I am very smart and very wise. So I will decide how to use the entire planet. But after a while, It becomes uh, very difficult to avoid seeing that I have totally destroyed the planet. So what do I do? I still operate from the point of my doership. I say I was the one who destroyed the planet. And now, I remaining who I am, I will redress the destruction. You are the destroyer. How will you suddenly become the saviour? It's just that the doership knows no limits. Sometimes you say that I am hacking the jungle down. Sometimes you say, oh, I am now going for reforestation. So deforestation and then reforestation. Sir is saying here, you leave the forest alone. You neither need to deforest nor reforest. You leave it alone, it will take care of itself. Your reforestation, mind these words, is probably as bad as your deforestation or maybe even worse, maybe even worse. When you are such a drunkard in the internal sense, your consciousness is totally diluted. Do you even know the right meaning of help or redressal of a grievance? Do you really know what the forest needs? A fundamental question, have you ever known what you really need? Do you know what you need in life, then how do you know what the forest needs? But the ego and its arrogance, no no limits. So you say, I do not know my own needs, but I know what the forest needs, so I'll go and reforest. Your reforestation might actually be worse than your deforestation why can't you just keep uh, your, your hands away, hands off, that's what is needed. But that's something we cannot tolerate to live with, hmm? the realization that I am a sick person and my first duty is to take care of myself, I'm not someone who should go about uh, doing this and that in the planet, winning territories or uh, helping people or this, that. you are in no position to help anybody. Not that helping is bad. But if the surgeon himself is in a drunken state, God save the surgery. Not even God can save (laughs) the surgery.